Welcome back, everybody, to the After Hours Podcast. I love the resounding silence. <laughs> oh, man. How do I sound? Sound good. Thank you. Sound fine. Pleasuring my ears as we play our podcast to pleasure the ears of children all across the world. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I mean, I don't know where you're, what you're thinking, but I'm thinking of like inspiration you know i i don't know if we're inspiration i'm gonna be honest oh you don't think you you don't well i mean you have the capability to inspire we have the capability to inspire people well maybe not inspire but like i don't know i mean i agree like anybody could be inspired by anything you know Mm mm-hmm Mason, you haven't said much. How you doing, yeah, man? Mason's being silent today. I wonder what's happening. Mason? Mason doesn't care about this podcast anymore. He's found is- success <laughs> in some other aspect. <laughs> some other aspect? It's called Mason's Manga Collection, my dude. I'm about to hit 400, I think. Yeah, you, you don't have no m- many videos out. Well, I apparently I don't need them to hit 400. <laughs> How many? Oh, wow. 400. Oh, wait, no. That's like, wow. Three, oh, wow. 350. I'm almost there, yeah. Well, last nice. time we had an update, it was only at 176. So we've we've gotten there, man. Yeah, I'm, at my, I'm about to hit crack 7,000 on my last video. Crazy stuff. Um. Yeah, I still haven't posted in three months. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, one day, I'll, one day I'll post again. One day, one day I'll post. You're again. just gonna keep your fans waiting. That's kind of disrespectful. Eh. Some dude just commented that I was awesome on my on my video. Oh, really? Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Which one? Uh, the the seven thousand one. It was like 7, two days 000. ago. I was like, oh. "Love the video. You're awesome." <laughs> oh, dude, that's so nice. I know. Too bad. Guys, I'm on... What? Guess what today is? Oh, uh, the, the end first... of no, not November. I know oh, it's the beginning. Dude, I'm so sad. I failed. <laughs> 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 oh dang! Good TMI. <laughs> but um, uh, it's the first day of December. It is the first day and of December. For me, that's wrong. really exciting because um, I watch. If you guys have ever heard of the Yogs Cast, they've done um this thing called the Jingle Jam for like almost ten years now, and they raise money for charity. Like last year, they raised three million bucks. And um, they basically do streams and all sorts of stuff like every single day uh, throughout December for charity and all the money they get goes to charity. And that's something like that I've been watching for years. And so it doesn't really feel like Christmas until the Jingle Jam starts to come on. So I'm very excited for the month of December. I still haven't heard uh, Mariah Carey's song yet. 
Oh, really? I, yeah, so Christmas I, hasn't started until I hear that on the Well, I've somewhere. heard it like 10 times, and Christmas is already over for me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, someone says on your on your 7,000 video, they say, I recommend you stop buying off eBay. The oh, volumes. yeah. 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 I, yeah. Is that, is that I got like... a hater. I mentioned that. I mentioned that I had a hater. Oh, did you? Yeah, I thought I did. Guy? You no. said, yeah, yeah. you mentioned that it was the guy that said that it was a manhua. Oh, no. So I, I didn't mention this new hater. Old, no. New old hater, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got, she got all, he or she, I think it's a she, she got all butthurt. I buy used manga, and I'm like, that was when that, that Why? was like when the number one manga creator made this video about, because the number one manga creator is like a stupid dude who made this <laughs> video about how he's like, he was like, manga, buying used manga doesn't support the industry or whatever. And uh, and uh, apparently it greatly offended. It, and it stirred up the whole community for a while. And then I had people on my videos being like, because I buy a lot of used manga. And they're like, oh, you, you should buy support the industry. And I was kind of like, oh, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're still supporting the industry, though, by like telling people about it. Well, that's what that's one of the arguments. That's one of the arguments is, and the other argument is, I don't buy, I never buy a whole series used, so I typically finish it off buying it new. So my argument would be, I would have never even started to buy it. I didn't buy the first couple ones used. But Plus, the reason why you buy someone would might buy a used is because they like the like older versions better. Yeah, well, that's another thing. Out of I don't think people include out of print in that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, cause that's obvious. You have to buy used if you want it. You know, hmm. uh, it's not available new. That is available new, and you just, you know, you just choose to buy used. So, hmm. they just hate people like John. Basically, no <laughs> used manga, hundred percenter over here. I'm fine with. I'm fine with being a. Uh... A hated person. Yeah, I meant to comment. I had a response typed up, but I never posted it because I just stopped comment replying to comments and stuff. Hmm. Well, at some point you kind of have to, you know, because there's just a, there's a lot of comments on this video, dude. My comment section is popping. I think I have like almost a hundred comments on that video or something like that. Yeah, there. I recommend you stop by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is wow. It eBay? Well, hmm. this is so funny. Hmm. I love, I love one of the comments. It's just like, oh, it says love your shirt. For a second, I thought it said love your shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I've had, I've seen some shit that has come out of Mason, and I gotta say, some pretty beautiful little. How about you stop? Stop talking about. I don't know. That's actually horrible. It's not horrible. It's a lot of horrible things in the world. <laughs> yeah, like looking at your homie's butt crack. I don't think he was implying to that, John, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, that, dude, that is like gross. Oh my I gosh. Hate that. Dude, that is nasty. <laughs> Oh Bro, my gosh. it's so good. What a good meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, you guys, you guys, 
said you had something to talk about. Oh, yeah. Talk about it? Yeah, sure. Or I show who, up who do you want to? Do you want to start, John? No, you go ahead. Oh my gosh, where should I start? I don't even At know where to start. Halfway through, well, and then I was born, and then go I back. I was born. It's not a Quentin Tarantino movie. Twenty seventh, nineteen ninety seven. Mm. And I had dreams. I had aspirations. Really? I thought that I would make it big in this world, but uh. All I've been left with is a car with a a leaking sunroof and zero dollars <laughs> in my bank Wait, you have account. a leaking oh your sunroof's leaking? Yes, it's leaking. Yeah, that happens. Leak too. What'd you but say? Leaking leaking sunroofs, I equate that to what my last car did, which was leak so much that it that it seeps into my interior. Yeah. Just dry out your car. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't just a little... get the sunroof fixed. <laughs> yeah, but see, I would have to have money to do that. Don't you have money at work? No. You got fired? No, I didn't get fired. So I basically I Okay, real quick, real quick. Listeners, we're gonna play a new game. It's called Count the Size. And every time Nick does his patented sigh, I want you, you take to take a count. shot. Yeah, I want people to. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do a drinking game. Everybody will die of alcohol poisoning. Now, please, Nick, continue. Um, Wonderful. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Um, basically. Yeah, your sunroof's yeah. leaking, which is a common problem yeah. with sunroofs. Most of them do leak. That's why your last car did it as well, and you just had to fix it. No, my last car didn't just leak. It like it had made like puddles in my yeah, because it my leaked car. really bad. <laughs> well, I don't think it was just the sunroof. I think it was other areas that were leaking as well. But anyway, other um, areas of the sunroof. Well, other areas of my car. Yeah, around but... the sunroof. <sighs> Continue. All right. Can I continue, please? Yeah, have at it. Okay. Um, so basically, um, I got this job, uh, and I was really happy that I got it because I didn't have a job. First mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I well, I was still happy that I had it because it I allowed me to get money, and I didn't have like any other source of income, and so, and it took me forever to find it. But I found it eventually, um, and um, uh, basically they put me in a uh, position. So basically, my the job that I applied for was basically like a patient server where I just take food up to patients um, and stuff like that. But mm. basically, they they didn't put me there. They put me instead at another job, which I have had no experience whatsoever with they put me as like a, a line cook where I ba basically people would say, Oh, I want to like a cheeseburger or like a cheese steak or like an omelet or like a pancake or whatever. And, um, and I'm like, uh, I like, I've never had any type of like, um, like the, the, like that job wasn't, it wasn't like your run of the mill, like typical fast food, job where there were like other college 
uh, kids, you know, just trying to pay for college. But it was just, it was like, like gourmet level, like Gordon Ramsay type chefs and cooks who have had years of experience in like culinary school. And so I have no idea why they put me there, but they did. And I was just getting completely micromanaged by, by, uh, by uh, the person who was training me because I wasn't like basically preparing the stuff up to their standards, which is, which are really high as they should be. I'm not saying that that's like, uh, that's like wrong of them to have that, but you know, I can't exactly cook food up to their standards because I've never cooked. I mean, I've cooked food before, but it's like really mediocre compared to what they did. And so you never professionally cooked food. Huh? You never professionally cooked food. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I did really, really badly. Um, and so they were like, okay, we'll just take you off that and put you um, uh, in like um, another position. Um, and I was still kind of like, and this was all within like <clears throat> the first week that I was working there. And so I was still trying to like figure things out and they put, decided to put me in a red on the uh, register and um, uh, they didn't do a very good job of like training me um, because like I said, I had only been there for like a couple of, for like a couple of days and um, I was still kind of trying to figure things out. And uh, basically what happened was uh, someone came in with like a, a, basically like a gift card. I don't know if you've ever used one, John, but it's like one of those express cards that, that they, that they have. I don't know if you've ever used one. I know what you're talking about. I've never used it though. Yeah. And basically someone tried to use it and it had like a little barcode on the side or, and I thought like, Oh, I'll just scan this and um, it'll go through. Of course it didn't. And I, and it was like during lunch hour. So there was like, it was really, really busy. And so I basically had to go and find uh, the chef who uh, came in and tried to help me, but he couldn't figure it out either. And so he had to go find another person. All the while, the hospital staff are getting like really, really antsy and angry because they're on their mm -hmm. lunch break and uh, they only have like 30 minutes. Um, yep. <laughs> so uh, they were like, okay, well, we'll just put you in in the dish and like the dishwashing thing. Um, but then I was getting like, I had like really bad anxiety issues because of like the people I was working with who had like these really high standards for their staff of like cooking and stuff. And so I'd already kind of made a really bad impression on them. And so I was like really anxious because I'd had to go into work in the morning and then I would get like some like really bad anxiety um, uh, the night before and I wouldn't be able to sleep. And so I would call out and say, Hey, I did, I couldn't sleep last night. I'm not going to be able to come in. And, um, and basically it happened like twice and they've kind of like have stopped communicating with me. Um, and also uh, uh, the regional director of the uh, hospital <clears throat> Uh, decided to cut hours because of, of uh, COVID because they were like paying a whole bunch of hospital staff um, a lot of money to work overtime uh, because of COVID. 
And so they decided to cut hours for like non, non-medical uh, staff. And so I would go <clears throat> like a week without working. Um, and then I'd work maybe like 16 hours one week. And then the next week I wouldn't be working at all. Um, and so, and so I had to pay for college and that my money was running out. And then I had to go to the doctor's office because I had a lot of anxiety. Uh, and I was charged like over like $139. And so I had to pay for that. And then I had to pay for my phone bill, which is like $40 as well as gas. My car is not uh, gas sufficient or I don't know. If, yeah. Gas sufficient, fuel efficient. And uh, it has a really short tank. And so uh, I have to pay for gas pretty often. I also forgot about a subscription service that I was subscribed to. And it took $39 out of my bank account. And that was all I had. Uh, and uh, yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> okay, where to start? So, so oh my god! Oh, I'm trying to think of where to where to start at. So you said they stopped when? So they haven't talked to you at all? Yeah. Oh, so you think you're fired? Well, I'm not like officially fired. I think they're just trying to basically saying like we're not going to schedule you, so you need to find another job. But we're not going to like we're going to give you a little bit of mercy and just basically like. Uh, um, not like officially fire you, so it doesn't like, you know, go on your record. But um, we need you to find find another job. So have you tried talking to them or no? I've tried talking to them, but they haven't really responded. Okay. I would, dude. I'd find a job at like, I mean, right now. So I mean, what happened to Wegman? Sorry, or actually, go ahead, John. Didn't yeah. cut you off. No, 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 no. That's a great question. What happened to Wegmans? You said you got an interview, right? Yeah, but they, Wegmans has like really high standards as well. Well, <laughs> and I didn't get Weiss. It. Weiss still has a five hundred dollars signing bonus, as I informed you uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I've been applying. I've been applying to a whole bunch of places. Do you apply at Weiss? Weiss? Uh, <clears throat> no, not yet. But I do. But I do have. Um, three possible jobs lined up. Well, that's good. Well, that's a, that's a Do you have interviews? Huh? Do you have interviews? Um, yeah, two of them want to interview me. The other one is like a, a college writing tutor job that my brother-in-law um, is going to like help me try. Help me. Basically, like he's going to like refer to me to his uh, supervisor because he's leaving in two weeks. And so he's going to try and like put in a good word for me uh, to be do like you have a college writing skill, like what do you mean college yeah, writing skills? Like... What'd you say? So, what do you mean by college writing skills? Because if you're a tutor, you gotta have really good skills. Yeah, yeah, you have to help other kids like get A's on their papers, basically. I'm a very good writer. Okay, I've oh, I'm just saying on al- almost all of my papers. Okay, that's cool. We're just we're just saying because you said you didn't have experience in like. The cooking job. We're just making sure that you have experience. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, because you're just gonna get stressed out again if you're in over your head again. Yeah, that's why I highly recommended working at a grocery store because you have past grocery store experience and know what you're getting into. 
Yeah, and you can't really pull what our what our friend did and just be like, oh, it'll be fun. I'll just fake it until I make it. Like, no, no. There's certain jobs you cannot do that. <laughs> um, what else? What else are they going to touch on? Uh, as far as the 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 person being held up in line, who gives a crap? <laughs> you can't you the can't take customer is... service stuff serious at all. But the problem is, is that they were like hospital staff who are like on their break and they're trying who cares? to hmm. it's not your problem what? bro and also your manager didn't even know what to do with the card so how's that your fault that's just as much his fault too it's not like you had got him and he's like oh you're stupid you were supposed to do this he didn't even know what to do and he's a professional as you stated <laughs> like you literally yes. said this dude's a professional well he's a that's professional why chef yeah, but he can't figure out the thing too. So why, if he, if a professional chef can't figure it out, how are you supposed to figure it out? It's not that I big of a know. deal. Exactly. So you can it's, stop worrying about that one. Check that off your list. Stop worrying yeah, about I, a bunch of uh, stick up their butt doctors who don't care, who don't matter. So you can check that off your list. Um, I see both sides of the coin, though. I like, don't. Like who cares? I get. Well, the thing I understand. Let me start with Nick's side first. Like. I get that they're on like a 30 minute lunch break because I'm one of those people. Like I completely get that. You know, your time is very limited and then you're literally right back into the fray. But the thing but, is, um, Nick, you have to, you but, have to sh- no, oh, but I agree with Mason. I agree with Mason in that, like, if you can figure it out and somebody else couldn't figure it out, they needed to give you like a little bit more grace and leeway, especially if they didn't train you right. And also, at the end of the day, it's like, your job is to try and help them the best you can. And if you haven't been given the tools to help them the best you can, and they're still upset with you, that's not on you. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you what, uh, uh, what the God of war, uh, what's it, what's Kratos said to his son in the game, God of war, which is you have to close your heart off to their suffering. Nick. <laughs> you can't let the other people <laughs> drag you down, boy. In customer service, it's you above anything else, and all the other people can jump off a cliff for all you can. <laughs> That's how you survive in this world. It's nothing about them. Any one of these people would kneecap you if it meant them getting ahead in a race. And you have to think about it the exact same way. Well, that's depressing. Nah, this is just customer service life. I've made it four years in this industry, and you're going to lose your mind if you don't if you don't worry about yourself. Well, I've seen so many people screw each other over while smiling. It's unbelievable, dude. You just gotta, you just gotta just push it all off, bro, or it's gonna drag you down. My manager was like, "Don't you ever like go home and like think about how you could have improved on the day or done something?" I'm like, "No." I said honestly, when I walk out of that door, I think about zero percent about this workplace. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I guess as long as you're giving a hundred percent of work, uh, that's fine." And I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> you gotta, you just gotta throw it all, yeah, bro." Yeah, you give a hundred percent at work, and then you leave you it at zero work. That way, you don't drag. You don't drag your stuff home with you. Like, and also, well, like, mean, who cares about? Who cares about the customers, bro? Who cares? You're not getting paid enough it to care, Nick. What- so don't. Like, do work your hardest Where? and do it, but don't take it personally because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not like someone died on the operating table. Well, some dude just couldn't. I don't know. <laughs> That's... Some dude who was paying with a whack card and that you and your manager didn't know how to 
transact it, who cares, bro? You know how many people have come through the door of Starbucks and I've just like created a big fuss? I just kick them to the curb. <laughs> you got to you gotta have – dude, all the time. I, visit, I did it when I first started customer service. You take everything personally and you take everything with like this such weight. Like I like I accidentally cooked the wrong breakfast sandwich and now I've cost the company money. And you know what I do now? I chuck away so much product at work nowadays. I don't even give a crap, dude. I'll be like my one of the new hires will be like I accidentally cooked the wrong sandwich. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I'm like, just cook another one. I'm like, Starbucks is a billion dollar company. We'll survive. <laughs> like the world moves on. You just gotta, you just gotta water in a duck's back, dude. Not saying that you don't try your hardest, but mistakes happen, and in the end, no one's gonna care, you know. You cook the wrong sandwich, like okay, just make pay more attention next time. We're not gonna die. <laughs> or some customers like. Well, it's difficult to have that mindset when you're working with people who like will bitch at you for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I because they're don't chefs. disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. But at the same time, your one scenario you did reference, uh, the chef didn't know what to do either. So it's just as much as his problem. Well, that wasn't really about I cooking anything, too. though. Well, it doesn't matter. You, you weren't talking about cooking. Your problem was a transaction. Well, that wasn't the only thing. Mason's saying the problem is you cared when you shouldn't have given a crap. Mm. I don't know if I 100% agree. I know I kind of agree on certain points of that. But I don't know. It also gets easier time. Like I'm also in the position at my job because I've been there so long that I can just kind of like I've already worked through all this. But I do remember you do feel this this sense of it's just new hire syndrome. You always feel this sense of that's yeah. why new hires that work all the time. I'm just like always like it doesn't matter. <laughs> it literally anything you're, you're having a problem with right now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Also, wherever you go, they're going to stress really high standards at the beginning. And then it, that just gets either easier to meet or you realize that nobody else meets that standard at your well, job. Well, that's the thing. Like, so I, try to, I try to put it really – like I, you see it, I see it all the time with new hires and other people. It's just customer service. They're always putting expectations that are way too high on people. And that's why I try at work to just tell – to let new hires know that it doesn't matter and all these people suck. <laughs> Customers and coworkers yeah. combined. Like, do your best, and nobody can ask any more of you. Exactly. So, but I do understand that because literally any job you go to, there's always someone who's like trying to, yeah. trying to. It beat doesn't matter you what out, you, you do. <laughs> hey, you guys keep talking. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. All and right. then the next was well, let's see. Can't fix the gas issue. That's just no. your car. Just drive less. My car. <laughs> just drive less. Um, your subscription. Did you call them? I tried to get a refund, but I, I, they sent me an email basically saying, yeah, we're not going to do that. They didn't, they didn't say it in that, like those exact words, but. Bummer. Well, we can't fix that either. Uh, but let's I see did... what else we got. Yeah. Uh, sunroof. You're just going to have to get new, um, going to get new ceiling for it. That's the problem. The seal's gone bad, which is a thing that happens on older cars, especially with sunroofs. Um, send me your make and model, and I'll look into how much a seal would cost, and if that's something you can do. Okay. Uh, or if it's something you have to get a uh, mechanic to do. I've never done a sunroof seal, but I can hit up Connor, see what's up. Um, 
I'll price that out for you. Thanks, Let's man. see. Other than that, just add, keep your car dry. You're going to have problems. So if it does rain and leaks in there, <clears throat> uh, either put a, a bucket under the sunroof when it's raining or just dry your car out with a fan after it's done raining. Hmm. Either one works. People leave their windows down all the time by accident and have to dry their cars out. It's not the end of the world. You just got to dry it out right or it's going to, you know, get all mildewy. Um, let's see what else. So we got that work. You just got to not care about those dudes. Uh, you're looking for a new job. That's good. Um, sunroof can't fix that right now. Subscription can't fix that. Uh, doctor's appointment. Oh, dog. Yeah. I, I get, did he recommend you any medicine for your stress? No, it was just basically, it wasn't like a part of my daily or not my daily, but like my, uh, monthly like checkup that I'm supposed to do. And so the insurance didn't cover it. And so yeah. they decided to charge me. Yeah, that. But did he give you medicine for your... That's what I asked. No, they just said, uh, you know, try to do this before you go to bed. Yeah, that's why I, I never go to the doctors. Dude. I just deal with my own issues. Um, but yeah, I get anxiety. Uh, yeah, I don't... I don't know. Everyone deals with anxiety and shit, or differently. I have mad anxiety, too, which I understand. But I, I wish I could tell you something, but again, it's kind of a personal thing you have to work through. Mm -hmm. It's hard to like, you know, you could always say you want to be on medicine if you do, but uh, I'm not convinced that that's a, I've never been on it, so I don't know if I'm convinced that that's, I couldn't tell you if it works or not. Um, I know some people it's worked for though. Um, but uh, yeah, I honestly, I, I have terribly crippling anxiety too, so I can't give you some solution to that one, buddy. <laughs> I've been living with that a long time. <laughs> um, especially today, dude. It's been terrible today. So, I don't know. That's just a life thing. Um, have you tried CBD to go to bed? CBD? Yeah, it's basically What is weed. that? Oh, no. I usually... <laughs> you can get these gummies that have CBD and melatonin. I know. I gave you... you gave me some. Well, I, I didn't mean, give you the ones. I didn't give you the sleep grade ones. So I gave you just like the the relaxing ones. They have ones that are like uh, melon. They have like melatonin in them and stuff too. Like they're a combo one. Where do you get them at? Uh, I can get them from this place downtown. <laughs> um, but they're apparently my friend takes them and he said they knock them out. So I don't know. Um, knock what out? We're talking about CBD gummies. Ooh. He said. Oh, okay. He said he gets. <laughs> Oh, these are like you can find them on Amazon. I'm actually I might actually get me some of these. Uh, I can pick. I'll pick you some up if you want to try some. I'll pick you some up from the store downtown. I don't, you don't have to do me. that though. Now I got you, bro. All right. Um, I'll go check it out and see what the dude recommends. Um, but they might work. I know they help some people. But other than that, uh, you can try meditation. That helps with anxiety. Learn to relax your mind and not think about stuff. Typically, you get hooked on when you can't sleep. It's because you're ruminating about something. So it helps to if you can learn how to shut your brain off. It helps, which is one of the biggest controllers for anxiety is being able to control how you think, because anxiety is a is a inability to stop thinking. Basically, is where anxiety issues derive from, or at least I believe. But um. Yeah, because Matt, uh, Matt used to not be able to sleep when he was working at Starbucks. He was having such issues with my shift managers, too. Matt used to stay up all night as well. Jeez. 
He'd just stay up at the, like, he'd just sit at the end of his bed, just staring. <laughs> he used to tell me he, like, wasn't sleeping at all. So, like, it happens in a lot to a lot of people in a lot of different jobs, dude. You're not, like, you're not out there. It happens to me, too. I get mad anxiety before I work, like, the night before. <sighs> it's just, you know, crappy, terrible managers are just a thing of life. They're always going to be there, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, but... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. You learn, you learn to deal more as you get more experience. And the thing is, yeah, once things. you get better at your job, you can kind of like – you get what I call it is the 10-year state. Once you get to the like 10-year state of you, you're, you're good at your job and you know how to do everything, people kind of stop. Like you can kind of get away with people not – like I kind of just show up to work, do what, do what I want and leave and don't pass go basically. Like when you're in the like you need help state, you're kind of at the – at the mercy of these terrible people. But that just encourages you to get good. <laughs> get good quick. Yeah. So you can get away. Yeah. You can get into your own lane. Yeah, new new hires are like playing Dark Souls. Either you get good or, you die. or try something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And once you but once you know, now once you when you go back to Dark Souls after you get the hang of everything, it's that stuff's easy. Even though at one exactly. point it was like brutally difficult. Exactly. I kill I kill Dark Souls bosses in my sleep nowadays, but it used to be that I'd be like spend weeks on one boss. <laughs> you just Life get better. Yeah, you just get better. So yeah. other than I, get good, I think that's as much as I can help on those issues, my guy. Mm. Yeah, I don't have all the uh, solutions in the world, unfortunately. But uh, so yeah, I just I'd also recommend don't call out of work. Just go in tired. Yeah, I know, but yeah, just go, just do it. Just going tired. Well, the thing especially, is, especially if you've just started, that's a huge thing. Well, the thing is, is that I, because I did call out, and I, I, well, I did, I did stay up all night one night, and I had to go in for like an eight-hour shift, and um, I just hated every second of it. Well, yeah, but I just didn't you... care. Well, I yeah, I, but... yeah. I don't care either. <laughs> I get, um, I get sleep. Like you can do it. You just gotta power through it. I used to, I used to sleep like, yeah. dude. I worked many a shift on like four. I, I like average four hours of sleep before my shift. <laughs> That's yeah. still good though. That's like better Not than really. zero. Yes, it's better than zero. But I've also done the zero stuff before, and it's not fun. But I make it through. Yeah, because I've, I've done a couple. I've done I've done all nighters a couple times, and then had to just show up to work. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I think the longest I was awake because I had to work and go to school was like seventy-two hours. Dang. Yeah. My that friend was, didn't. My friend didn't sleep for like seventy-two hours one day. Like he just kept come. He just kept working. Then he had to do stuff. And he had to work. And he had to do stuff. He's like, I haven't been. And then he just fell asleep in traffic one day. <laughs> <laughs> he said he just woke up in the middle that of the freeway. Not, and see, but that's the thing is that it's really not safe. Oh, it's not. Drive. No, not. Oh, of course. But not. like, but again, you kind of saying like do what you got to do. We're, yeah, we're saying power through, but do it within reason and be safe. But also, don't like hold yourself back. Like I didn't, I didn't get more than six hours of sleep last night, so I can't do this. Like you can do it. Whatever um, you, whatever you can drink. Bro, my family has also gotten like been kicked in the balls this week. 
Um, so I told you guys the thing about my sister, you know. Yeah. Um, they're going that she actually has to go to court with this guy and dispute him in court on the 15th to see if she can extend the restraining order out to two years. Explain, <laughs> explain to the audience what this situation entails. There was a creepy dude who told his parents that he was going to confront Caroline and then harm himself and maybe her. And uh, the cops basically tried to bust down her door at one in the morning to make sure that she was okay. This is why parents had to drive over to Lynchburg. To make sure that she was okay. Lynchburg. <laughs> yes. Um, and like she knew this guy, but um, were they he, friends? He liked her, and you know, uh, like before he was in her Bible. He was in her Bible study, and I think they tried to be friends, but then he like confessed his love to her, and she was like, "Look, I'm 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 flattered, but no." And um, he just never quit. What a simp! So, he never yeah. recovered. Yeah. Typical simp behavior. So, so, okay, so that happened. Then my grandfather got COVID. Oh. Um, and he's he's doing really not great. And so my family canceled that like they're actually currently here. They were supposed to leave to go down to Alabama for vacation on Friday. They canceled their vacation last minute, like the day of, just because they didn't want to take anything down there, you know, or get anything. So they so they didn't go on vacation. And then last night we had to put my cat down because she had a heart attack. Oh damn! Yeah. Aww. So how old is your granddad? My, my, my granddad's in his seventies. Oof. My old yeah. better. And he accidentally like threw away his medicine and like hmm. it's oh, it's dang. been a whole it's been a whole thing, my you, dude. Do you guys know where he got COVID from or like? No. Don't <laughs> just got it. No. Dang. So. That's, That's rough. Yeah, it's not been it's not been awesome for the Sullins household. I've been fine, but <laughs> nothing gets John nothing gets John down. <laughs> yeah. No, like I just like I've had bad weeks and I've talked about them on here. It's just I haven't really had a bad couple weeks. It's been okay for me. So they found the dude? Oh yeah. Yeah. Where no, was they, he? They he, he was he was around his home, and so the thing, the problem was in he went bushes. in voluntarily. The problem is he <laughs> went in, bushes. like, he went with the cops voluntarily, so he could voluntarily, like, leave. Um, and he told Caroline, he's like, yeah, I'll extend this out for two weeks to, like, make you feel better. And she's like, uh-uh, no, like, we're, we're going to extend this sucker for two years. What a woman. She said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Typical scorched earth woman mentality. <laughs> scorched earth. <laughs> I wouldn't blame her. No, like, no, no. <laughs> no I'm, I'm just screwing around. That's definitely a smart decision. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't and be like, too... If she's already talked to him, it shouldn't be too hard to show up in court and be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This dude's crazy. Please, restraining order. Don't yeah, give it well, to he her. Has to, like, yeah, he goes to court with her to like yeah. argue his side yeah, of things, but... But I honestly think that they're going to either give him at least another year or maybe the two. Which, like, she was upset about when my dad kind of explained, like, look, it has to be this way because, and I'm kind of glad because, you know, he gets to explain his side of things instead of it just being like a, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, so, which is good because, like, they're probably going to, like you said, they're probably ruling Caroline's favor. Um, but uh, Courts like, typically rule in women's favor. 
if I'm being honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my dad was totally it messed like, up, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that guy, that that guy ruined his own life, basically. So. You ever seen a man ruin his own life? His damn wife. <laughs> have you <laughs> have you ever seen Hamilton, dude? Half the girls no. in the audience just swooned. I I bet money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is with women in Hamilton. It is very good though. I've never. I don't like musicals. I'm really not. It's a big the fan. It, they reference. There's a song about the Reynolds pamphlet, which if you don't know anything about Hamilton, what a crazy story. But uh, they they have a song about the Reynolds pamphlet, which is what Hamilton basically. If since you guys probably don't know, Hamilton basically. So he he his wife's wife's on vacation. His wife and his family are on vacation. He's like working late. He's like doing his whole thing, working on these uh, these bills and stuff. He ends up starting to ha- engage in an affair with this girl. Uh, he starts hooking up with this girl, and then her husband finds out and starts blackmailing him. Basically, like I'm going to expose this affair unless you pay me money, but you can continue hooking up with her. <laughs> so basically, he agrees, and then when Jefferson and Madison start looking into stuff, they realize. There's like money going missing from like the government or whatever, and so they basically think Hamilton's stealing money from the government. So they go to confront him about it, and he's like, "Nah, bro." He's like, "I'm being blackmailed," and they're like, "Oh, dang, okay." Like they're like, "Whatever, your problem, like no big deal," because uh, they did, they wanted to be present, so they were trying to like basically blackmail him with this to get him kicked out of the government. But then they find out, so they're like, "Whatever, like you do you," <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Basically, if we found out about it, how's history going to remember you? So, like, if we looked, if we found like the discrepancies, people in you know the future will find them too and think you're a scumbag that you're, or not a scumbag, but a thief. You're stealing from the government, so it will end up tarnishing. So he didn't want his legacy to be tarnished by like people thinking he was a criminal. So he basically writes what is known as the Reynolds pamphlet, which he releases a detailed description about the affair he had with this girl and the blackmail he was engaged in or was a uh, was being you know pushed on him and he releases it to everyone like papers in the streets pamphlets everything so the that's where the line comes from have you ever seen a man ruin his own uh, life his damn wife basically being like damn. how bad does she probably feel <laughs> So yeah, yeah, because he'd boy. rather he'd rather go down as like a scumbag basically who cheated on his wife than as a something question his honor and integrity as much as uh, someone thinking in the future he was stealing money from the government. <laughs> so because he's, like, he's like what people, he's like what people he's like what people think of me as far as like morally like who cares but I don't want people to ever question you know my basically my honor. As far as like government, you know, as far as like being an honest man or whatever, <laughs> which is so skewed because wow. I'm like this dude that yeah. yeah, it's really messed Good up. Legacy, yeah, it's guy. really messed up thinking, but uh, or logic that is. But anyway, all that aside. Okay. <laughs> that one quote. I got a question. Aside. I got a question. Why are people so obsessed with, not people, but like, why are some people obsessed with like people having affairs like why is that entertaining why does that make the the people in the story seem desirable like there's something that came out on well there's something that came out on 
especially like inter- in entertainment, like not in reality. Reality, people are like, oh, that's disgusting. But like the thing with Hamilton, like people, like you said, people <laughs> swoon over Hamilton, even though he cheated on his wife. And like, I don't think they're swooning over him necessarily. Well, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that I've met that love the Hamilton. Thing well, yeah, they like, love oh, him, Hamilton. but it's not saying they love Hamilton. But they're not saying that he was like that's loving someone isn't necessarily saying they're a great. They were a great person. I have much respect. Well, I know, but I'm... The Cosby Show is amazing, but there's no doubt that that dude's a complete scumbag. <laughs> you know no, what I'm saying? Like, agreed. Well, like that goes back to our argument that we had a long time ago, like separating artist from art. But in another sense, like. There's a show that just came out on Hulu, which I have not watched. It it just popped up like on the front page, you know, and um, it's called A Teacher. Have you seen anything about this? No, I don't watch TV. Okay, well, it's about it's the entire premise of the show is a teacher who has an affair with one of her students. Yes, that's the entire premise of the show. Yeah, scandal. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, why is that scene is like desirable or entertaining it's entertainment because it's scandalous because Mm -hmm. it's the whole point of entertainment is to experience or to see stuff that like in normal life is not okay or you wouldn't do you get what i'm saying like people are obsessed Mm -hmm. with call of duty because you can't well you shouldn't (laughs) just be able to shoot up you know anything it's (laughs) it's like the gta thing you know like it's being able to steal cars and rob banks like all that stuff that's so like in a in a cookie cutter life is just stuff that's like not okay, but you would totally like it's something like there's still that part of your brain that's like what if or I want to experience you know what I'm saying? Like that's it's fair enough. the whole point of entertainment is escapism, you know. Acting is being someone you're not, you know. It's the whole it's the whole flirtatious like desire to like see or do things you'll never be able to do or you would have never, you know. Why do people love Indiana Jones? Because he represents you know that a sense of adventure and discovery and, you know, conquering the evil and fighting the bad guys and winning out in the end and getting the girl. It's all the stuff that it's escapism is all it is. That's what entertainment is. It's just that's different fair. forms of escapism. I think that's why you also that's- see people get into some like, I, which of course, you know, you can, people can debate me on this uh, justification, or whatever. I think that's why you can also see people get into like more, I guess, deviant or perverted fetishes or something. It's a way of like I don't know. It's just a way of like I guess safely the same thing. Like I guess you could say safely experiencing stuff that I guess you would want to, it's but you would taboo. never do. Yeah, you would never do that. But it, then again, if you're like someone, you want to experience things without the negative consequences. Exactly. And then if you're like, so if someone's like down, you know, to consent with you to that, like sure, let's like you know, it's wanting like to still. Play. Yeah, it's wanting to still. Yeah, exactly. It's wanting to still like. It's it's not like you it's you know it's it's fulfilling your desires safely or fulfilling your desires in a way that's you know acceptable I guess you could say is why the greater entertainment industry exists and to that sense more uh, niche things you know why do that's people fair, but I, would, I think it's the same I would argue that oh god we have to be careful sorry I would oh, say I would argue we would have to be careful then of like what things and how like what things we pursue or what things we would consider like okay you know because like i think that some things could definitely lead to being gateway things to others not all things i don't necessarily agree with that i don't think i probably would have at one point in my life i feel like people can have or have some pretty 
interesting opinions or do some pretty interesting things on the side and still be completely normal people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, now that I think a little bit, it's like, almost like this I do is a sound, bad example. I do sound, well, I will argue against myself here and say, you know, I do sound like those parents that are like, Call of Duty makes mass shooters. Like, no, well, it it's like, not this is a terrible example, but, you know, Ted Bundy was a pretty normal person. <laughs> not saying that's a, yeah. obviously a terror, like, he obviously did something terrible, but I'm saying, like, people can have, like, weird, I guess you could say fetishes or, uh, I, fantasies or whatever and then totally still it's be the, legally in the realm of being a tr perfectly good person yeah it's the minority that like takes it too far yeah and i think almost like this form of expression or i guess flirting with these kind of desires if you want to put it in that terminology is almost a way of like you know ex like being able to like i guess dabble in that without actually doing something that's genuinely wrong you know it's like how I many guess. it's like I, how many genuinely nice people in the world are like into BDSM and so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's like I'm sure there is like I'm sure there has been some very nice and very sweet people in your life you've met and been like, that guy is so nice and then he totally is like into that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I think there's a detachment. I think that's why you see a lot of entertainment and stuff that is very intense like that, because I think there is a market for it. There obviously is. Because I think people genuinely you know like why play you know there's been so many like there's obviously markets and get like it's the same why does everyone who played gta run over civilians you get what i'm saying yeah like it's just something no, that your I brain's like i want to do this but then in normal life you would never do that because it's it's disgusting and immoral and blah 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 but there's always that part of your brain that's like what would happen if i did and then gta's like you can and there's no consequences. And you're like, okay, this is cool. But it doesn't mean in real life you're going to be like, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's this whole point no, of right. like – the back to Nick's like example of like work sucking. So like you get put in this box and everything is like how it is. And there's always a top dog and something. But there's always in, these, there's these versions of escapism where you don't have to be like that. You can be whatever you want. You can do whatever you want, you know? Someone, someone cut you off in GTA, just shoot them. Who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you can't do I that in say, real like, life. I think my argument was a little bit of a slippery slope, and like I'm acknowledging that. But I will say, I think for myself and for certain other people, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to go like, I don't necessarily want to indulge in that. Not that I'm like, I, like saying like, oh, well, other you might, people that, are terrible that's probably something that. that doesn't interest you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. It's like, it's for me personally that I'm like, Cause I'm that, I'm that guy who like, I don't even play GTA. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, but if I did, I don't know if I'd I run over civilians. I used like, to, I used to, uh, I used to lure people into alleys in GTA and beat them with baseball bats. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was so good. I used to pick up, uh, but, I used to pe pick up people in this van in GTA. I'd pick up online players when I played GTA online. I used to pick them up in this van and drive them out to the desert and then stab them to death. <laughs> Yeah, I'd get out of the van and, like, like, pull them out. Oh, it was so much fun. Well, like, I do, I do have my own vices, though, in that, like, I, for me, D&D, &D, like, I really enjoy making stuff that's, like, disturbing to get reactions out of people, exactly. you know? Like, not, not disturbing people-wise, just because I learned a long time ago that that's not Like, cool, think but, of like, the most... Disturbing monster-wise, yeah. like, yeah, I can make some really effed up stuff. 100%. Think of the most disturbing movie you've ever seen. Someone thought that up and wrote it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And there's an argument to be made that that's good because it makes you feel something. I think, yeah, I think it's an it outlet. I think it's an outlet, and it's a you know a way of expression. It's a way of you know also experiencing. That's totally safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that's why entertainment exists. I think that's why you see almost these like taboo slash unacceptable things pop up in media is because people are looking for outlets for ideas or emotions or things they i guess you could say dream about or whatever and they're looking for safe outlets which there are plenty of avenues for safe outlets with that you know why do you think that role-playing games are with romance options are so popular well that's yeah that's another thing like i think escapism is a big drug in our uh in our society which i was thinking about this all day today like escapism is like such a big thing in today's society. I think. Oh yeah. Like I was because I was I was I was thinking about VTubers or whatever. Like I was like looking at one. And I'm like people like, I just just they want escapism so bad. They want a they want an area that's like not. They don't have to think about life, you know. I think. So. Why do you think we love D and D so much, and why do you think we get so upset with like like we talked about this before? Why we got so upset with the last way it was run was because it was so lifelike and like it's not hard. Fun. They were just like, no. Yeah, I'm like, if I wanted yeah, this, I'd go back to work. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I'm not want... trying to have a we bad want... time. I'm trying to like be the hero. Yeah, we want to be we want to be badass yeah. heroes who do dumb stuff and have no consequences. Exactly. Like, I, I want to be that people... guy who can like be above everything, you know? What do you say to the people yeah. who play games like Euro Truck Simulator, though? What do you mean? Like trucks, like farming sim games? Well, I mean, well, I mean, like Euro Truck Simulator specifically. What's that? Like they're you're basically it's, like it's, drive, think of it. It's, drive a truck. Yeah, accident. go ahead. Nick. You basically drive. You basically play as you're basically a. It's a transportation truck simulator where you haul things and to like different stores, and then you drop them off, and then you go to different places and you haul stuff, and it's basically like real life. Simplicity. Peaceful simplicity. Uh, I think when people, I, I think when life gets more and more convoluted and complicated, I think people desire and crave simplicity. And I think that's why you also see a big trend in uh, anime of isekai because it's all it's like I have been taken from this terrible life I couldn't figure out and against my will transported to the other place where most of the time I am this like all-powerful person or it's taken out totally taken out of my hands and i'm on like a new preset path almost you know it's mm. the whole idea of like because you saw this with um stardew valley went insanely big which is all about leaving your corporate just chaotic life in the city and going out to your grandpa's farm and just living a simple life where everything's just cookie cutter you see the same people you can raise a nice little family. Stuff super just simplistic. You don't have to, you don't even have to think about the game. You just like play it. And I think people, like I said, I think that is one of the biggest areas of escapism right now. Is you see in these like farming sim games or stuff like that. It's just simplistic, simplistic, just nothing complicated. It's just relaxing. And I think when people, you're you're in, we're in an increasingly complex anxiety driven and depressing time where there's so many things you have to answer at once and there's so many problems and i think people just want five minutes to not have to think about anything and just be in a simpler simpler thing and it also gives them an opportunity to do like something that's 
still a like this is totally obtainable in real life but not really because like like the euro truck simulator you in real life like i could be a hospital worker but i'm like you know i would love to experience what a trucker does but at the same time not be told where to go and what to do exactly i can do this but do what i want to do so it's still a level of reality but with that escapism which people are in the in the sense of like isekai too like people are scared to like take that leap and like do something or be taken away from something that like is super stressful but there's comfort in it you know because it's just what you it is it's that like i've been forced into this position i've been forced to do this thing and it's just so you know so much simpler easier or i'm the you know i'm the best at this or whatever you know it's the it's the, like i went from such complex times where i was just like such a loser or whatever now i'm like in just simpler areas where i'm like the best basically you know why do you why also do you think that like vloggers and um slice of life stuff is so popular it's because you're experiencing someone else's living vicarious life yeah exactly yeah it's i i will never be that rich to be able to crash a lamborghini and laugh about it but this guy is and if i watch him i feel like i'm that rich and I just crashed a Lamborghini and then I'm laughing about it, you know? It's well, all like, I'm not going to have this crazy, I'm not going to have like this, not even crazy, just this semi normal life in this certain place with these certain people, but they're all likable characters. So I watch it and then I get that feeling of, I don't know, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. I think Black Mirror has a lot of episodes that are, that are uh, angled like that too, of this like escapism or whatever. Oh, that that is a disturbing show. <laughs> dude, Black Mirror is it's amazing. A great show. Dude. It's amazing. Oh, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Like that's an. I would say that's another thing for me is like, I I like disturbing stuff. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Who doesn't? I think that's just human nature. I think humans are pretty messed up. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I think that's just. I think that's how people. I think it's the toxic. I guess, or the negative aspect is when people get so used to these fake worlds, they end up building it up in their mind, you know, stuff like this, yeah. which I think is why you see like Simpsons stuff or you see like stalking arrays and like stalking and stuff. It's people build these like, it's they, because they, they can't they, shut it off. It's because they feel like they can't attain those experiences outside of whatever it is that they're doing. Which is why escapism becomes such a problem. Is mm-hmm. because people almost it's almost you never want to try in the real world, you know, because it just like seems so unachievable. But you can easily get it online, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like this, and, then, and then there's the like we said earlier, like the minority people who might have like mental issues or other things going on in their life. Yeah, and then they take it like too far. There's a character in I don't know if you guys have ever ever seen what remains of uh edith finch the game yeah i played it um yeah but like mark the brother who worked in the cannery remember how he builds up this kingdom in his mind and he obviously has something wrong in his brain and in the end he ends up decapitating himself because he believes this is what he's supposed to do Mm -hmm. it's this it's this inability to like or it's it's almost the the exception that you it's the it's the letting go of real life that's the problem it's when you become so involved in how amazing one thing is you let go of the thing that was actually important like the thing is no matter how bad life gets that's still the important that's still what you are in you know 
no matter how amazing another mm-hmm. world could be, it's not the world you're a part of in the end. And it's when people, yeah, people choose to let go, two. yeah, or blur the two, that stuff starts getting problematic. So, I don't know, mm. man. You could you could have a whole three episodes discussing this stuff. But I was Honestly, just thinking about it today. <laughs> Especially, like, I don't know, man. Stuff's just getting more and more, like, disconnected from reality. Especially with, like, how big VTubers have gotten and stuff. What's a VTuber? I don't even know what this is. It's a virtual YouTuber. It's basically, like, you get this software that basically makes... Oh, is it like Hatsume Miku? Kinda. Thing? It's like basically, it's what you do is you have a body tracking software that basically like turns you into an anime girl or whatever. So it's not like the streamers are just anime girls. Oh, yeah. I've it's seen, called yeah. V. It's called VTubers. Yeah, Hollow Live is a big company that does them. Um, but you see like this increased prevalence of like people who like would rather watch VTubers than like real streamers. You know, like it's a further D. De- you know, deviation off of, like, what is already escapism, you know? <laughs> now it's not even real people, you know? Hmm. That's that's a little, like, not, I wouldn't say the word concerning, you know? Yeah. But I would say it's a little, it's... It's interesting. Yeah. I don't, like, again, I, I don't think cons- behavior is concerning until it's concerning, you know what I'm saying? I think plenty of people yeah. engage in, like, some really weird stuff that are perfectly normal. And as long as it's not impacting, oh, yeah. as long as it's not impacting me or someone else's, you know, safety or life, whatever, I think it's fine. But at the same point, it is an interesting thing to observe. Oh yeah, especially like the entire entertainment like industry is like looking at the history of it is crazy. Like, yeah, like if you ever look up how disturbing movies used to be back when they like first started to be made. Like, you had to have commissions got made to, to like, censor that stuff. Yeah. Stuff used to be, like, basically full-on porn in the movie theaters. <laughs> like, stuff was crazy back then. Like, it's just, people have always been, you know. It's a, it's the same thing that for, that encouraged people to move all the way across the country to the West. The sense of adventure and a new life and all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting to see how different countries and different societies handle uh, entertainment because, like, Europe is very much like okay with nudity and sex and stuff like that. Whereas in like, I'll be back. I go. Uh, yeah, but places like Japan are not necessarily very cool with like violence. You know, like it's very interesting to see who's okay with what and what goes on and all that sort of jazz. Hmm. What are your thoughts, Nick? Um, no, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a long discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what are you doing tonight? Not much, man. <laughs> I think I'm going to do some writing. Um, I need to just sit down and write. I. I have unfortunately been neglecting that. I've been playing Trails of Cold Steel, and I've been loving that. So, yeah, one benefit of this this uh, <laughs> this uh, um, uh, muck getting a new job. Well, I mean, uh, uh, one aspect of this of these uh, hard times uh, that has benefited me is my creativity. Yeah. Yeah. 
You've been like drawing or writing stuff? I've just been writing. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I would love if you We should write something together. Like I was actually about to ask you if you wanted to be a part of a project that I'm working on. Sure. We should cool. write something together. I will, not, I will not talk about that project on here because that I I write stuff and will publish things under a writer like a different name. Like I don't want people to know that I've written something. Okay. Um Yeah. But um I would love to like I would love it if you were a part of that, but I would also love to just write something with you, like co author something. Yeah. That would be really cool. Um I got this idea that's kind of like inspired by uh this whole podcast thing. Um Really? Yeah. Basically it's about like uh it's basically it's about like three characters and um it's basically just sort of like a character study for all three of them. And so they're all they've like been friends for a really long time. They've kind of like known each other for a really long time, but their lives are just sort of like vastly different from uh uh from each other's. And they're all they all have like their own like personal struggles that they that they that they have to overcome, their own personal like hardships that they are dealing with. Like they all have like some sort of uh a problem in their life that they, you know, need to overcome or, you know, maybe find a newer outlook on life um, than they have like right now. And they all sort of like form this, um, I wouldn't say like a podcast like this, but like, it's like sort of a, uh, sort of like a club where they uh, kind of like help each other overcome these issues in their lives that's cool would it be like something that like is told at a specific point in time or would it be something it would be that's kind like, of like develops over time it would like be it's been of, over like the years it would probably be like it would be well it wouldn't be like over time but it would be like presently basically they all they're all like um uh like college aged young adults who had like a really sort of grand um, uh, picture of what their future would hold would look like, but it's just vastly different from what their perceived um, uh, perceived notion was, and it's like w- so much worse than what they envisioned themselves um, uh, being at 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 their you know at like twenty five you know, and they all just sort mm. of like kind of like come together through their own um come together through their own like flaws and they sort of like embrace their flaws and they you know uh get out of whatever um sort they of they grow together situation. yeah exactly they grow and they sort of become better people you know i like i like that idea so basically like would you have it like you write a character and I would write another character? Like, um, yeah, I mean, we can do that. I already kind of have some ideas. Um, basically, one character. I'd like that. One character, because then you would have two, two completely. Like, you wouldn't have one. Like, you would have them influencing each other, but you it wouldn't be the same writer influencing like the mindset of both of yeah, them. Yeah, you know exactly. Evil um, but basically, one character I have. Um, who's like a, uh, he was like really 
really good at basketball in high school. And he comes from like a really poor family and his family and his parents um, sort of uh, see him as their way of getting out of poverty. So like if he can make it like in sort of uh, the NBA and get like a really good scholarship to a really good college and, you know, become a professional basketball player and he can make like millions and millions of dollars of money, um, he can like sort of get his parents out of poverty and his parents have sort of like uh, pressured him into doing that. But then, you know, as he graduates and goes into college, he finds out that he's no longer the best on the court. You know, he has to compete with people who are, you know, evenly matched with him or they're better than him. Um, and sort of, sort of like him trying to deal with like, oh, I want to, you know, get my parents out of poverty because I'm, you know, I'm, I, I care about them. And stuff like that but um but kind of really he only really like he wants to he thinks that he wants to make a lot of money to get his parents out of poverty but deep inside him he wants to get away from them you know like completely cut them out yeah. of his life because they're like emotionally manipulative yeah but he doesn't That's want to do that because he still you know like even as you know, like you, you think about like people in your life that you don't like, but you still have an emotional attachment to. He doesn't want to do that because he still loves his parents, you know, because they're his parents. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like that because that's like a two way struggle there, like figuring out I'm not the best anymore and also figuring out like, uh, you know, I'm being I, I like abused. Oh, um. So actually, we're kind of nearing the end of our recording time because we've been going for a while now. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. We got into Nick, a really good discussion. Before we go, there. what? Before we what? go, Nick. What? Uh, I think the biggest thing is if you can't fix it, don't think about it. Which is the hardest just, thing to do in life, but that's that's the key. I'm just worried that I. I don't know if I'm going to be okay, you know? Yeah, you'll be fine. I don't know if I'm going to be okay. You're not on the street. I know, but I just, I don't know, man. I just, I'm just scared. <laughs> I'm worried that I'm going to be like... A failure? Failure. I mean, I feel like a failure already, but Same, I feel like bro. I'm going to be even more of a failure. I feel that too. Send I, think us your good part of, I think that's just a part of life, feeling like you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> but the moral yeah. of the story is you're not a loser in Grand Theft Auto so just start playing Grand Theft Auto <laughs> I'm a millionaire I'm a multi-millionaire in Grand Theft Auto with a whole with a house in the hills and a 12 car garage <laughs> and that's what's important thank you guys so life. much for listening um, we will catch you guys next week and uh, hopefully you know everything yeah. I got I got I got nothing else. Bye guys. Goodbye.